Hello, friends. Welcome to Marriage Sucks Podcast. This is episode number... Nine. Number nine. What's it called? Leaving the Nest. We're leaving the nest, friends. Come with us. No, we've already left the nest. We've left the... We've left... (laughs) We've left the nest, friends. Come with us. So our story of coming to California was fun and unique, and we can share just a little bit of the some of the pieces we walked through. It started off with, after we were dating for a while, I went to her parents and asked if I could marry her. And what they didn't know at the time is that I had already accepted a job in California, and I didn't lead with that because that would not have gone well. So I did, I was in your living room, and I asked your parents if I could marry you, and they were super excited. It was really fun, this great moment. And then the second thing I said shortly after that, with just us in the room, was I had already accepted a job in California, and the mood quickly turned. It was still kind of a celebration, but it was also like a, wait, what'd you say? You're moving? Yep, we're going to be moving. And so Abby and I did move. Actually, I didn't plan this very well because at our wedding, as soon as we finished, you know, the the celebration and the reception, we left to go to our hotel. Then we flew out the next morning to go on our um, our honeymoon, and we had made the plan that we would fly from our honeymoon straight to California. We would not go back to Texas and get stuff. Abby's parents were actually going to drive her car out and all of your stuff like a week later. And so in my mind, this was like the perfect plan. I had already been living here. This is great. And again, from my upbringing, from the nest I was grown up in, it really made a lot of sense because I was used to maybe not being that close to family. But I didn't realize, especially that wedding night, like going and saying goodbye to people. We're getting ready to get in a car and drive away. It was fun for me, but it really was probably more stressful and emotional for you because we hadn't thought about, oh, you're saying goodbye to some really, all of your family, your big family of close friends, all the people you grew up with your whole life. This was like a, I'm leaving time. It wasn't just a celebration. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Andy's family and anyone who didn't know me at the wedding uh, thought I was was absolutely miserable and didn't want to be married. And I probably looked super angry. Um, But really, I was just really sad. Mm -hmm. And... I uh, did have to say my goodbyes at the wedding. We probably should have had a going away party before our wedding. Yeah, I should have thought of that. To avoid the awful crying that was happening as we were leaving. Yeah. It it did turn awkward for a minute because we were driving to the hotel. Wedding night. I'm super pumped. And I look over and my wife's crying because you just left all your family. Not really the mood I thought we'd have in that car ride. Now it turned out wonderful, but that was... It was a unique experience, to say the least. All that to say, that's all I knew and had for 21 years of of my life there in Texas um, was spent around all of my childhood friends, their families, my family, everyone was there. So leaving that was really hard. Well, I think that you're, I mean, and I learned this from talking to you when we were dating, but more now, because we go back and visit and you still see everybody that you knew. It really is a city where people typically stay. I'm not saying everybody stays, but like a lot of your friends, their parents were your friends' parents in high school. And they would stay, and then they had their family there. 
and it really was a tr- more of a tradition and a and a really deep rooted sense of this is where we are, this is where we belong, not in an unhealthy way, but that was what you were raised in. That it makes a lot of sense now why that was really hard to leave. And I also saw a lot of people move away and then come back. I think everyone would always come back, and depending on you know the situation, it could take years. But most of them, it was only a couple of years, and then they made their way back, which was what I had the idea of when Andy took a job here in California. We thought, okay, we're going to settle down from being Andy being on the road. We're going to start a family, be together. I did not have an idea, though, that we would start a family so soon. And I got pregnant four months into being married. And the our family got started way sooner than we had imagined. And in my head, growing up, I, I'd always thought, oh, I'm going to one day have kids. And my siblings would be around for it. My parents would be around for it. And they would grow up almost with the idea of, of having exactly what I had. And and I had this mindset that it was going to be that way. And so then when it didn't happen that way, it was really hard for me to accept. And I think leaving the nest is hard no matter what. I do think as I look back and we almost laugh about our story in the beginning, we left the nest. We, we moved you know away from your family. My family wasn't there, which is hard in itself. We moved to a whole new culture and city, which is, again, really difficult. We had a new job, not a lot of friends yet. It was just so new uh, that on top of that, having the news of you're pregnant that a few months in was like, I think it really pressed fast forward on how quickly we had to grow up and change some ideas of what we thought would happen. I think we saw it playing out differently in our mind. Yeah, it was really tough. In fact, I remember actually seeing um, a counselor at the time and and them telling me that I was experiencing or we were experiencing maybe as I was pregnant, we had moved, we had no friends, we were starting completely over new jobs. There, I had experienced five of the statistically the reasons that someone naturally would probably choose to commit suicide because they were so traumatizing or things that just all that change at one time um, was a lot. So it was actually a really hard beginning to us yeah. being married. And the biggest factor that I was holding on to was family and being away from our families. Yep. Yeah, you're, the, the idea that you had in your in your mind of what our life would look like was very different from what was actually happening. But what we have learned and are still learning is um, that surrendering those things to God is really where their wisdom comes in and being able to follow God's path for our lives, regardless of the direction that it's going to take, knowing that he has something bigger and greater. And, and honestly, that was not in our mindset at all at the very beginning of us being. I mean, there was a lot of tough years. I know of you not being mean, but you wanting to, to be back in Texas and wanting to have our life go that direction. And so there was definitely holidays or just week weeks or nights of you being upset and crying about, I just want to go back. I want to be home. And that is a, man, that's a tough place because as a husband, I want to love you and give you all the things you could possibly want. And I wasn't feeling like we should move back, but honestly, my probably insecurities and desire to please you and to make you happy probably were getting in the way of me not leading very well spiritually early on. I remember that a few years into being here, you know, through some of 
through some great things. Listen, we had our our first son um, that first year, and that was great. So there was some a lot of happy stuff, but it also was mixed in with a lot of still really challenging stuff. Well, he was, I think, a couple of months old, so we were only a year in when you got the job Yeah, offer. so I got a job offer to go back to Texas. Um, it was a great job offer, and and I really saw that, honestly, as a way to get you back to Texas and just make you happy, thinking, as I did at that time, that giving you everything that you wanted would just make you happy. If I could give you more stuff or if I could take you to the right place or get you the right house, it would it would fix itself, and that's not true, but I thought it was. And so we were actually driving to where I still work now. We were driving to the church, and we, I think we're ready to go, and I was going to resign, and we were going to turn some papers in, and we were going to move, and we really hadn't talked about it a whole lot because I was just thinking, this is what you want. I think you were thinking, this is a great way for us to get back to Texas. I can be around family. All these things are happening. It's finally here. And I remember us being in the car and I wasn't leading very well spiritually at all. And we were just talking for a minute about, are we really going to do this? Is this what we want? And you honestly said what I was not expecting to hear from you. You said, I think that we should be staying. Yeah, I remember praying about it alone because we, I don't think, again, we weren't really communicating about it very much at that time. Definitely so not spiritually. At we all. definitely weren't praying together over that. Um, and I knew Andy was making a lot of decisions based on trying to make me happy. And at the time, I, I wasn't feeling settled about making the move, but I think I was afraid to tell you because for a straight year, all I did was cry and was pretty upset about not being back in Texas. We had this new baby. And. I remember feeling like God saying, this is not what you're supposed to be doing. And I waited all the way up until we were in the parking lot getting ready to go in for you to turn in your papers to tell you, I don't think this is what we're supposed to do. And I know it was shocking and I think it was shocking for myself. I I knew though the ultimate desire was to do what God wanted for us. And as hard as that was for me, um, even then though, I would love to say that we stayed and I decided to start listening to what God wanted and it all got better, but it actually didn't take that route. We stayed and I knew, you know, this is what God wanted. I started to actually call California home and, um, and still just had so many moments of just being unhappy and unsettled and really had this longing desire to be back in Texas. And I, I think I was even sometimes upset and angry that that's Oh, not- you were upset. Well, upset with God, I mean, like, confused on, like, that is not how this is supposed to go. This is not what I imagined at all. And um, I think we had little reminders over the last few years of when family drama happened, and we were like, oh, we're grateful that we're not there to be in the middle of that. Um, But then other times, like around holidays, when everyone was doing stuff together, it was really sad. And um, so it was definitely a roller coaster for a while, and I I was super unsettled. And I remember a lot of times... If we would be in an argument or talking about this, even after we decided to stay and, and it was the right thing to do, we, we got to that place. But I remember one of the hardest things is when you would say, you're the reason we're here. And yeah. I was like, oh, that hurts. Yeah. I, because I, it also was that God wanted us to be here, but Abby was just set on the fact that I was evil and I made her. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't say you were no, evil. But I, that was a hard one to hear when well, your I spouse is so you, set on something happening, and when it doesn't, 
blaming me for your unhappiness. I think it was hard for me to accept because I wasn't the one working at the end of the day. It was you and we were here for your job. And mm-hmm. and the reality was you were, you've been really happy at your job. Yeah. And you've loved what you've done. And, um, and for me, I think it, because I was so blinded by my selfishness and just what I thought, the way I thought things needed to be, it was hard for me to see how fulfilling your job was and to even see God's plan in that, in that job, in the position that you yeah, had. Yeah, which caused a lot of things for us. I think it was, you know, me learning how to be excited about what I'm doing, but I, it, there was seasons of, I can't go home and talk about how exciting it is for what I'm doing because Abby's not happy being here. And there, it was just, it was a lot of stressful stuff. I mean, it, it there were so many great moments throughout, you know, these years that, that were spanning kind of this process we were walking through. But it was really uncomfortable at times. And it really, it gets back to the idea of surrender of, you know, we, Abby and I didn't really surrender great to each other and saying, let's really pray about this situation. I mean, we prayed about a lot of things together, but this was one of the most uncomfortable. So I think we avoided that. I think we avoided not doing that very well together with putting this spiritually in front of us and saying, God, what should we do? What, what should be the plan? You speak to us. It was still being filled with me wanting to please you and you holding on so closely to the idea that you were modeled growing up, which isn't bad, that we should live in a specific place with this type of house and this type of yard. And when that wasn't happening, it, it really, it was difficult. Yeah. I think that we started, you know, turning a corner though after we decided to stay. As as awkward as it was for us to fumble into the right decision, we did stay and we talk about that a little bit, but I think that was a big turning point for us. We were starting to to slowly get back on the path of God, what do you want for us? Now there there were still many more things and conversations and stressful nights and arguments that took place, but that was definitely the beginning of us, I think, really shifting to this being home. And and maybe opening both of our eyes to how do we need to grow. For you, I remember talking a lot about in the past few years about how you started to really see some of the possibilities of, oh, there are people here who have gone through a similar thing. And we really hadn't talked to them or learned from them very well, but there were people here who had a different idea for marriage and were still here and really had changed kind of what they thought would happen, and they were really happy. Well, you mean families who yes. weren't around their families. They lived states away. They were in some, a similar situation as mm-hmm. we were, and we saw their families thriving and their marriages thriving. And, of course, we, we wanted to know how do we do this better, how do we do this well, and we're definitely around that. Again, I think I was still so unsettled with the idea of this would be our forever i i was in conversation with god back and forth so many times in this is not what i desire why can't i let you know the desire to be back in texas go and and was so stuck on that um that again i wasn't surrendering that side completely i think of my heart and and overall like maybe you're not sitting in the place of being away from family or maybe you don't have that connection with your family or whatever that looks like for you but i know that in marriage it's really hard for both people to give up and completely surrender their wants especially when it's rooted in what you've always known if that's culture if that's tradition um the way you were raised 
and and giving up those things and and being able to say okay so how do we want this to look in our marriage and 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 it's sad because for us it created so much division Mm -hmm. in in our marriage and it made us really unhappy and um sadly my selfishness and my pride you know really got in the way of that and and you I think we it was easy for me to look at it and be like oh that's just about me being around my family but I think it overflowed in a lot of areas of our marriage that made our marriage really unsettled and unhealthy yes and I would say you know we're going to continue this in part two of leaving the nest but there was a definite moment I know we can both think back to a specific place we were at an event that really changed things in a big way of of what we both thought about our future and being unified in something and saying, no, we can both buy into this idea together and we can be comfortable with this and, and we continue to see the benefits, not the negatives of living away from family and, and all those things. So it really did come to a place where we can talk next time about a specific event that really changed our course and really unified us um, in a big way. Yeah, and I think our biggest hope out of this part of our, our part of our story is is the idea of surrender, and then the wisdom that comes out of that, and the freedom that comes with that. and And the Bible talks about um, God's ways being higher than our ways, and I had to continually drop my pride, work on dropping my pride, and allowing God to really work in a way of like, okay, God, I can trust you that you have a bigger plan than I can even see. And that was not a one-time thing. It's been a continual... It's a slow process. Yeah, yeah. It, it took a lot of time. A continual surrender of of really saying, I really want to let you in on this. I really want to give this to you. But I was holding on to it so tightly that it was hard for me to fully release that. And our encouragement for you is um, is to to trust God with whatever it is that is easy for you to hold on to. And if that's your pride getting in the way or just plain selfishness, you know, I what it can do for your marriage and um, bringing the two of you together, there's so much freedom in that. And it in your marriage can really thrive in a, in a new way if you let god really do that i think what the last thing i want to say is we i think we've learned that it's not bad for either of us to have an idea of what our future looks like it's not bad for us to have a desire for us to have this type of home or to be in this community or to find these relationships i think those are all good healthy things but what we had to be willing to do is say this is what's in my mind but that might not be exactly how it turns out and we have to be open to what God wants, and it always ends up better. It's just hard for us to let go of kind of the story we've already narrated to ourselves yeah. of what it's going to look like. Yeah, and if you follow along in our next episode, we're going to be sharing with you. I'm so happy to share with you the other end of how much we we did go through the really nasty, nasty stuff, and it's still really hard, but there is a really big moment where we we got to see a lot of freedom in our marriage and that has been like I mean I think sharing with you really is like I I want that you know for for other people and for other marriages and so if you want to listen to the next podcast what what will we be talking about Andy about leaving the nest part two
we left again. That was obvious. <laughs> just, I don't know. That's going to be the next one, is leaving the, leaving the Nest Part 2. We'll continue this idea, but we'll talk about when things really change and, and what we are doing differently and, and kind of the, the freedom and the joy you talked about. What does that look like and, and what's that experience been for us? I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. If you want to reach out and contact us, you can do it in one of two ways. Number one, you can email us, marriagesuckspodcast at gmail.com, or... Or you can reach us at marriage, marriage sucks podcast on Instagram. And if you have anything that you would like to hear about, please email us and give us your ideas. We We're very open to ideas for episodes. Yes, we would love that. See you next time.